Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Knight. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, October 11th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we discuss if Netflix is too reliant on machine learning when making creative decisions. They went from being really nimble and entrepreneurial and like, let's try stuff, to one where the decision making and the creative decision making is a lot more quote unquote fear based. But first, the latest. NASA has successfully altered the course of an asteroid. The agency announced this afternoon that the test it conducted a few weeks ago when it flew a spacecraft against an asteroid has been analyzed, and NASA has been able to confirm a change in orbit. This success gives hope that future threats to Earth from asteroids can be averted as part of a wider defense strategy. But NASA says we would need plenty of warning to launch such a mission. The Supreme Court today decided in a 6-3 to three vote not to hear the death row appeal of a man in Texas. Andre Thomas's lawyers argued that as a black man who was married to a white woman, Thomas's constitutional right to a fair trial was violated because three members of the jury said they didn't believe in interracial relationships. Thomas was sentenced to death for murdering his estranged wife and two children in 2004. Prosecutors say he was in a psychotic state at the time and remains delusional. Supporters cheered the release of Adnan Syed from prison three weeks ago, and now prosecutors have announced that he's officially a free man. Prosecutors in Baltimore have dropped charges against Syed, who spent 23 years in jail for the killing of his high school girlfriend, Heyman Lee, in 1999. The hit podcast Serial and his family friend Rabia Chowdhury raised questions about his original trial. And last month, prosecutors said they no longer had confidence in his conviction. Syed, who's 41, has always maintained his innocence. Voter fraud seems to have hit Fat Bear Week. Today is the final day of voting for your favorite brown bear in Katmai National Park in Alaska. And the final matchup between 747, aka the Incredible Bulk, and 901, who rangers describe as go big or go home all the time, almost didn't happen. Over the weekend, another contender known as Holly received 9,000 votes in a short too short period of time. Luckily, the Rangers caught the irregularity and the rightful winner will be announced tomorrow. 
Dame Angela Lansbury has died. She was 96. Lansbury's award-winning career in TV, film, and Broadway spanned over seven decades. She launched into fame in the 80s for her role as Detective Jessica Fletcher in CBS's Murder, She Wrote. And millennials like me remember her fondly as Mrs. Potts, a teapot in Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Taylor's old as time. As it can be Barely even friends Then somebody bends Unexpectedly Her family tells the press Lansbury died peacefully in her sleep Just five days shy of her 97th birthday Small to say the least Both a little Here at the Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. Biden's Labor Department has proposed a new rule that could pave the way for regulators to reclassify millions of Uber drivers, home care aides and janitors as employees rather than independent contractors. And if adopted, it would require companies to provide those workers with benefits and protections typically afforded to employees. You know, things like minimum wage, overtime, and contributions to Social Security. The proposal is a potentially expensive blow to gig economy companies that argue that their workers are contractors. Shares of Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash plunged on the news. President Biden says that the U.S. is reevaluating its relationship with Saudi Arabia. That's after OPEC's decision to slash oil production last week, which was a move that put the Saudis in line with Russia. Some of the possible terms to be reevaluated are discontinuing weapons contract deals and getting rid of OPEC members' legal immunity to antitrust laws. John Kirby, the National Security Council spokesman, told CNN that Biden is ready to move. I think the timeline's now, and I think he's going to be willing to, to start to have those conversations uh, right away. A decades-long dispute over the Israel-Lebanon maritime border looks to be over, thanks to a U.S.-brokered deal. The two countries have been inching closer to conflict over disagreements about who can extract gas from a 330-mile area of the Mediterranean Sea, But this deal is paving the way for both countries to have access. If it's officially adopted, it could allow billions of dollars to be made available for Lebanon's struggling economy. The oldest bank in the U.S. just got a little bit more modern. Bank of New York Mellon, founded by Alexander Hamilton, announced today that it'll be the first large U.S. bank to safeguard crypto starting this week. The so-called custody bank will not only store the keys to your Bitcoin or Ether digital assets, it will also offer the same management services that it does for more traditional financial portfolios. Cryptocurrencies are still way down from their highs earlier this year, but there's still a lot of appetite to invest in digital assets. A comedian went viral over the weekend for her chutzpah as much as her jokes. Here's what happened. Ariel Elias was doing stand-up at a club in New Jersey when a woman heckled her about voting for Joe Biden, saying... I can just tell by your jokes you voted for Biden. To which Elias responded, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Trump. (laughs) Elias tried to move on, but then the heckler's husband hurled a beer can at her. 
Elias then picked up the can and downed the rest of the beer. A clip of it has now been viewed more than five million times, and the club owner says he's pressing charges against the man. Remember how at the start of the pandemic we were all watching Netflix? How it seemed to dominate streaming services with shows like Tiger King and Bridgerton? The network recommends new shows to users via its algorithm. But Insider's Elaine Lowe says Netflix user-driven data is also being used to make creative decisions, like whether shows get made or scrapped. But is it backfiring? Elaine Lowe covers the entertainment business for Insider. Hi, Elaine. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So Netflix has become famous or maybe even infamous for its use of audience data to drive its decisions about making or canceling shows. In speaking with Netflix execs, were you surprised at just how much power this data has? Even within some parts of the industry and outside, there's this perception or or misconception, perhaps, that when Netflix execs are trying to pick a show, they stuff all this data into a computer, right? And it's like, bleep, blurp, blurp, and the computer tells you, this is the show you should make. (laughs) And and I think there's (laughs) this impression that Netflix is super data reliant, and they are to a degree, but there's still a very human element to it. It's just that Netflix has this special team called the content strategy and analysis team. And they're basically these data scientists who do really deep market research. And they come in with all of this data. They look at similar movies and TV shows and they'll say, okay, well, this is something that's worked before in the past. This is something that hasn't worked. This is the direction that we think it should be going in. I mean, it sounds like it could be very tense with the data people arguing one thing based on what the numbers are saying and the more artistic people going with their gut. It sometimes can be contentious, particularly when there is some disagreement over whether the data supports something or not. And this really comes into play with show renewals. You know, you look at a show like Bridgerton or Squid Game, huge numbers, huge viewership, right? Those are no-brainers to renew them. But if you're looking at a show that has a really loyal but underrepresented audience that a creative exec is is really advocating for. But the data team might come back and say, well, you know, there really weren't enough viewing hours. The completion rates for this show or movie weren't what we'd like to see. You know, they, they may recommend against a renewal. And I'm thinking about all of our favorite shows that all our friends were talking <laughs> about, like Sensate or The OA or my personal favorite, Anne with an E, mm. um, that were canceled. And it seems like, well, if the data is so smart, why is this happening? Well, I think that speaks to Netflix's broader culture over the years, right? I mean, Netflix has been a rocket ship of growth, both with their subscribers, both with their hiring internally. But they've had a tough year. They've had a couple of bummer earnings reports. They lost over a million subscribers. And from the company insiders, I've spoken to, the culture has really changed there over the years. They went from being really nimble and entrepreneurial and like, let's try stuff to one where the decision making and the creative decision making is a lot more, quote unquote, fear based and it's more cautious. And I think part of that is just the progression from a company that was once a really hot Silicon Valley startup to one that's a maturing, more almost traditional Hollywood studio. So you had mentioned that Netflix is is having trouble. It's losing subscribers. It's losing money. It is having layoffs. And we are living in a subscription economy. And there's so much choice on streaming platforms now. Mm. What 
does the future look like for Netflix for next year and and even beyond that? Well, I think we're at a really interesting juncture, right? Because you have Disney Plus, which has about 152 million subscribers already in just three years. It's managed to catch up quite a bit to Netflix's 221 million subscribers. And then you have HBO Max, which will soon be HBO Max and Discovery Plus combined. And then you have some budding players like Apple TV Plus and Peacock and Paramount Plus, which are smaller parts of the conversation, but still add to that fragmentation of the audience because there are just so many things to choose from. So you gotta pick and choose, right? And I think Netflix was an early mover and it has the most subscribers of any streaming service, but it's gonna be in a real fight from here on out to make sure that it can retain those subscribers. It's priced at the top of the list out of all of them. It's basically Netflix and HBO Max that are about 15 bucks a month. So it's really gotta show viewers that it's worth keeping. Elaine, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Elaine Lowe is a senior entertainment business reporter at Insider. For more of our business news, go to insider.com. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight, in for Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Music